Greetings in the name of Christ. This is the Hope to Hope podcast, a podcast that exists to share Christ, His truth, and His saving love for His people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. We continue with this church history snippet into the life of Martin Luther. We left yesterday with him having appeared before the Diet of Worms and uttered those famous words which should be the words that we embrace with all our hearts. That unless we are convinced by scripture and plain reason, we do not accept the authority of anyone who contradicts what the Bible says. Our conscience should be captive to the word of God alone. And to go against conscience is neither safe nor right. And God should help us as we continue to strive to fight for our faith, to proclaim our faith, and to make it known to the world and live it out. But after he appeared before this powerful council, he felt so alone in front of the men who held all the worldly power possible. There was an English representative in that meeting. He told Henry VIII when he got back home that at that moment, a hundred thousand Germans would have laid down their lives for Luther. That man at least had the perception to see that something dramatic was about to happen. As we now know it, it was about to be the most massive spiritual awakening since apostolic times. At this point, it was possible that Luther could have been burned alive. But friends had arranged for him to escape to a safe house. There, he grew his hair, changed his name for a while, wore normal clothes, and spent time translating the New Testament into German. He was there for about 10 months. In those 10 months, he had plenty of time to reflect on God's dealings with his own soul. He was puzzled about how the revelation of the righteousness of God could be called good news or the gospel. Suddenly, he saw that the gospel is the good news and that in Christ and that by faith God gives or reckons or imputes the righteousness demanded by the law and thus by grace through faith the believer receives Christ's righteousness. This set him free from the treadmill of having to do enough to get right with God. At this time, the Pope had excommunicated him and he was an outlaw. But the gospel was sweeping through Europe and tens of thousands were being converted to Christ. Luther returned to Wittenberg to preach. He wrote major commentaries and he taught in university and he organized the expanding church as best as he could. Listen to this and this is very interesting. Luther was not doing all of this to build a name for himself. When he had the name Lutheran, he was horrified. He said, it was the word of God that did it all. I used the word of God like a hammer to smash the error. In 1525, he married 
Katharina von Bora, a 26-year-old former nun. His newly converted parents were at his wedding. And this should be an encouragement to those who wonder if your parents will ever come to know the truth. Because Luther never imagined that their parents would be saved. Luther and Katharina had six children. His character was a combination of opposites. He could be righteously angry, he could lose his self-control, and he could be like a volcanic fire. And the other side of him, you see, when his daughter died young. He looked into the coffin and said, My darling Lena, you will rise and shine like the sun. I am happy in my spirit, but broken in my flesh. It is told that his flesh was broken more than he realized. He had kidney stones. He had severe kidney failure. After he was 47, it is believed that had he lived longer, he would have been on dialysis. He had frequent panic attacks. He had severe reginine depression. Yet, those who knew him closest estimate that he spent three hours at least every day in private prayer. In 25 years, he wrote enough to fill 55 large modern volumes. Like, like John Calvin, he is an ocean in a sense that the achievements are so vast and extend, and their writings and commentaries are various and deep that when you read them, you come out with no doubt that these men thought deeply and meditated on the word of God day and night. Luther's greatest achievement was his German Bible, which has had an influence there, which the King James has had in the English-speaking world. He wrote music and hymns. His famous hymn that he wrote is the hymn that we know, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. We will complete next time. But what can we learn from Martin Luther today and devote ourselves to God and ask for God to help? When Martin Luther uh, spread the gospel across the world, or his, the gospel that he preached spread, there was famine, pestilence, plagues, and economic troubles of all kinds. Yet God was still able to change the world, to bring about revival and reformation. May we be encouraged that in the midst of this pandemic, we can pray to God because it is in the power of prayer, the gospel, that we can hope. It is not that we are removing ourselves from responsibility, but we know that it is God Almighty that we put everything in his hands, praying for the world, praying for our country, and praying for our loved ones, that if God wills, they will come to save, to faith, like Luther's parents did.